For the rest of the hour, an astronomical highlight for your weekend, an annular solar eclipse that hopefully a lot of you might be able to see. Joining me now to talk about it is Dean Regas, astronomer and author based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome back, Dean. Glad to be with you on Eclipse Eve here. Nice to have you. Tell us, what is an annular eclipse and how is it different from a total eclipse? Yeah, so an annular solar eclipse happens when the moon is too far from the Earth, so it doesn't appear big enough to block out the entire sun. So I think a lot of people remember the total solar eclipse from 2017. This one is going to not quite block out the entire sun, so if you're in the right place at the right time, the moon seems to nestle right inside the sun's disk, leaving this ring of fire around the moon. It is so cool. Is it safe to look at it, or do we still need those special glasses? It is absolutely not safe. I'm glad you said that because this is a partial solar eclipse. Whenever any little bit of the sun is shining, you definitely need those glasses. So uh, you know, see if you can get some eclipse glasses, connect with your local uh, astronomy club, science center, observatory, planetarium. They should be doing something. If you don't already have the glasses, check with them. But yeah, don't stare at this, please. Uh, and you won't really notice any difference in the brightness of the sky so it, you wouldn't even know this is happening unless you, you know, were ready for it and had those glasses. Is that right? Because there is so much of the sun still coming through that ring of fire there? Absolutely. Even when there's just a few percentage of, uh, of the sun shining on you, it is still blazingly bright. So for people that are in the path of annularity, that's the, this narrow swath of, of land between Oregon and Texas. It will dim a little bit around that time. Like uh, you'll see a little dimming and it'll probably feel a little cooler outside. The light might be a little weird, but I think the best thing is to actually watch the shadows, light coming through like leaves and trees onto the ground because it'll cast little mini eclipses onto the ground that you can see. And what if we've lost our glasses for this eclipse? What are our options for viewing it? Yeah, that is tricky because I know a lot of people might have their glasses from 2017 and that eclipse. Right. Uh, you want to check those out to make sure they're still safe. Shine a really bright flashlight through them. Make sure there's no pinholes or distortions or anything like that. Just test those out. But if you don't have glasses, uh, then you can do the pinhole method where you let the light come through a hole in a piece of paper onto the ground and you look at the projection on the ground. You can do this with a colander, a trucker hat. Uh, Ritz crackers, anything with a little <laughs> hole in it, and it'll make little shapes, and uh, you'll see the eclipse sun on the ground. But just don't look through the hole. Let the hole, let the light come through the hole onto the ground. Okay, now for the good stuff. Give us the ABCs of where you have to be living to see the annular eclipse. Well, a couple cool places that you can try to get to if you can get there real fast. Crater Lake National Park out in Oregon is going to be a really nice place to go. But then the path will go from Oregon into uh, Nevada, Utah. So Arches National Park is close to that. Uh, then down through New Mexico, where you can go to Albuquerque, where the balloon fiesta is happening. And then Roswell, New Mexico, which is where I'm planning on viewing from with all the aliens and whatnot. And then down through Texas and out. So that's like this narrow band where you have to be to see the annularity. The closer you are to that band, the more of the sun will be blocked out. Uh, the farther away you are, then the less will be blocked out. So people in the Midwest will see about 50% of the sun blocked, and then people in the Northeast will see a little bit less than that. And what time should we be out there looking? 
Well, this varies. It varies greatly depending on where you are. So when the uh, annularity begins in Oregon, it'll be there first. So right around Crater Lake, uh, annularity will be about 917 to 921. Down here in New Mexico, it'll be about 1038 to 1045. And if you're in Texas, uh, 1152 to 1156. But definitely check your uh, local time because it will vary quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And as you said before, if you're not right along the exact track of this eclipse, a lot of people will be able to see at least something, right? Yeah, that's the thing about this eclipse is it's visible almost uh, over the entire United States. So everybody will see a little bit of something. And I'm really trying to hype this one up because I think that maybe people have another date circled on their calendar for an astronomical event. April 8th, 2024, that's the date of the next total solar eclipse which is by far the best, most amazing astronomical thing you'll ever see. Uh, and so this one is like the little rehearsal eclipse. It's the warm-up, the warm-up act. It is the warm-up eclipse. This is the one where you can like practice, make sure you have your safety equipment, practice that you can do some viewing safely, and even better than that, practice taking pictures. Because uh, if you get some good pictures of this eclipse, you'll be all ready for April. And man, I can't wait for that one. Dean, sounds like you're excited. Thank you for cluing us in on this. Oh, my pleasure. Keep looking up.